Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the podcaster patrons. I'll be honest with you because I can't like I don't I don't I can't do this for a regular teaser or pre-episode thing. But I'm supposed to be recording tomorrow the next round of Good Place episodes and my uh, the app that I get that uh, the, the the Peacock lets me use to see the episodes early is just not functioning. So I'll still get the episode done, but it's like come on now, hello. Uh, so. But it's more of my wanting to get it done early so I can get it to you early and so I can do it well. Because it's really what it's about. It's me doing the best job I can to put you to sleep. But in your case, you're helping me do that. And I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Uh, so what do you say we get on with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed and turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations, uh, changes in time or temperature. So things you're thinking about. Past, present, or future. Uh, anything you're feeling uh, physically or emotionally or experiencing. Or, you know, outside stuff. Uh, could be the weather outside. You know, here's the thing. Here's a conundrum. It's uh, whether the weather outside is uh, uh, FRI, like uh, delightful or for, for not delightful, but the other word, uh, full. It's neither way. It's easy to sleep because uh, can you remember when you were a kid? I don't know why some memories are so ingrained, and actually also pretty fairly not totally universal. No, you know nothing's universal, but maybe relatable. It, and even this is so detached from the present moment. But uh, when you have to go to sleep when it's still sunny outside, or it's still light outside when you're a kid. And it's the summertime. Now, it is the summertime uh, for all of our friends south of the equator, which is a lot of you. So what up? Uh, uh, you, guys, you guys are the top of the earth. You guys are the top of the earth for me. Uh, you're the summertime. It's summer there, and I'm glad. What was I saying? I'm supposed to be introducing the podcast, so maybe we'll come back to this. Uh, but whether, whatever's keeping you awake, it could be someone not getting to the point. Uh, but it could be travel. It could be work. Whatever it is, I'm here to take your mind off that and keep you company and help you fall asleep, ideally. And the way I'm going to do it is I got a safe place set aside here. Really nice. It's actually seasonably safe uh, a place. Uh, a safe place that's so seasonable. Season, is seasonable a word? I think it is, but why can't I say that? Also, I mean, I guess most words are multi-use words, but do you say, like, huh, this dish is seasonable? It, instead of, pre, like, what if you said that about butter? Because there's salted butter and unsalted butter, right? And seasonable, sometimes salt is considered a season. I don't know. Are those two? I think those two words are spelled the same, too. But maybe, maybe that would be a, maybe, you know, we haven't written a butter-based musical. But I don't know why. We haven't written any musicals, but we've imagined we did or do. Can you imagine a butter-based musical? I, I mean, I definitely can. I mean, there was a great, uh, I read the screenplay, which I think won Nick, the Nichols Fellowship one year. Uh, then it became a movie, Butter. I think that was the name of the uh, screenplay. You know, all that escapes me, but you could check out the Nichols Fellowship to see more about that. Uh, I remember really enjoying reading that. Uh, uh, that was about butter sculptures, but uh, and I, 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 let, let me pause so I can give credit to the to the writer. Yeah, okay, the writer is uh, Jason Mikhaev, uh I think M I C A L L E F, uh, and it won the Nichols Nichols Academy Academy Nichols Fellowship uh, in two thousand eight. What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. I was trying to introduce a podcast and. Uh, then I pictured of what are those? It's not a pad of butter, but a stick of butter singing uh, something about being seasonable. 
Uh, that would be unsalted butter, of course. Well, no, it, yeah, because unsalted butter is seasonable. And uh, salted butter, technically, in this case, would be seasoned. Uh, and then you have a seasoned, I'm a seasoned bedtime storyteller. It sure, sure doesn't seem like it, probably, if you're a new listener. But, yeah, I have a safe place set aside. That's what I was saying. Where it's seasonably temp- temperate and, you know, comfortable. That's what I mean. You say, well, I prefer it cooler. Oh, boy, do we have it cooler. I prefer it a bit warmer. Holy cow, I got we got a spot for you. Do we have a place for you? Scoots, I don't care about the temperature. Okay, well, yeah, don't worry. We got that covered. You like it like that Bikram yoga stuff? I uh, got that covered, too. Get ready for your pores to open up. Uh, so... Oh, I'm gonna. I have a safe place set aside. The way I'm gonna do it is I'm gonna send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm gonna use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. Believe me, holy cow! I mean, you just witnessed a few of them. Uh, mis mispronounced words or something. I don't know what exactly we call that. Uh, word stumbles. That's right. That's what I call it usually. Other people use, like, stuttering, which is another way to describe it. But it actually is, like, me stumbling over my words. Uh, uh, like, because there's a forward momentum when I'm speaking. And then I'm propelled past the meaning and pronunciation of the words. And so I stumble forward. And then the words also spill out of my mouth or, you know, my hands, my arms, my buckets. Okay, so I'm going to send my words across the deep dark and I go off topic. Really, I'm here to take your mind off stuff and keep you company. So if you're new, a couple other things. One, if you're wondering what the heck is going on or why am I not, you know, any, any kind of uh, skepticism or resistance, that totally makes sense because uh, this is a podcast doesn't work for everybody. It's very different. And I understand, like, when you can't sleep, you know, there's a lot of solutions out there. I'm more like a boar friend, your boar bud, your boar bestie, your boar bay. You know, those are titles I would have to earn from you. You, you. So just kind of see how it goes and see if the podcast works for you. Structurally, what to expect, which is already the unexpected. I mean, correct. Uh, and, and ideally, uh, maybe I'll explain that too in another tangent. Uh, but so structurally, what to expect is like the show starts off with a few minutes of business because I want to keep the podcast free for everybody. So our sponsors and our patrons enable us to do that without it having to be like its own a paywall to app or something. Uh, then there's an intro, which the intro is your first deviation from the norm because it's like 12 to 20 minutes of me trying to explain what the podcast is. And it's deviating from the expected because usually an intro is like very concise. But this intro is long and rambly, one, because I want it to be friendly, but two, because I want you to have plenty of safe, plenty of safe space to drift off, to get ready for bed, to ease into bedtime, to realize you can only, you don't have to pay attention to me, but you can. You shouldn't have to listen to this podcast, but you could. You could try to make sense of it, but it might, you know, those kind of things. That the podcast is here for you to kind of, kind of pay attention to it, like a lava lamp or something. You say, "Well, look over there; it's pretty cool to look at." But uh, now I'm going to look at something else. Oh, let me look at that thing. Uh, interesting. So I don't know if that makes any sense. So that's just, so. There's a intro. It's a. Uh, Part of people's bedtime routine. You can skip it if you just go to 18 to 20 minutes. Uh, but uh, like, uh, just kind of see how it goes the first few times listening to the show. Then there's some business again that keeps the podcast free for everybody. Then there's a um, story. Then there's thank yous at the end of the show. Uh, tonight, the story portion will me- be me kind of recapping some episodes of The Good Place, but in a very inane and indirect way where you say, like just recently, someone was like, oh, I thought you were talking about season two. And then I found out you were talking about season three. And they said, and I guess it didn't even matter. And I said, perfect, perfection. That's great. Or some people say, well, is there spoilers? And you say, well, kind of, but uh, kind of barely. Like not the kind of spoiler, you, you can't, like vague spoilers where you may say, huh. 
I do remember, uh, uh, like, uh, Michael wearing uh, that, uh, that was business casual. Holy, what in the, was, was there a deeper meaning to that or not? So that'll be our coverage of The Good Place. So that's the structure of the show. This is a podcast that kind of, as I said, you don't need to listen to it, but you can. Uh, ideally, it's here to be, be here as you fall asleep, but there's no pressure to fall asleep. The reason the shows are over an hour is so you have plenty of time to fall drift off. And uh, the, the uh, yeah, I guess like if you can't sleep, oh, that's the other thing. Like there are listeners that listen just for the companionship. So, because I've been lonely in the deep dark night, and I'm here to keep you company to the very end if you can't sleep. But that doesn't mean you have to listen to me either, right? Uh, so the idea, that's kind of, the, if you're new, that's the idea of the show. I'm glad you're here. If you're a regular listener, of course, I'm glad you're back. Uh, and I think that's it. I mean, I was trying to figure out that's seasonable. I mean, that's definitely a word because they can hear a weather person or a meteorologist saying, today will be seasonably, you know, or they'll say unseasonably warm, unseasonably cool, seasonably but I don't, you know, they say, oh boy, is that a, what are things that, what, like, I don't like ranking things, but, uh, so this would be like not ranking in uh, a specific way, but like, what are things that are very seasonable? I mean, for consumption, I'd say rice, like ch- chicken's always one that gets, uh, but even fish is seasonable. Though sometimes like really good fish, you say, it just does just fine on its own. Uh, but rice, I would say beans, uh, like, uh, you'd almost say, is it seasonable if it needs season, like, uh, it's kind of without seasoning because I'd say rice and beans are good, but yeah, they're seasonable. They seem like they readily accept seasoned. Maybe that could be the Zen way, the seasonable way. Well, what happened to Scooter? He had that sleep podcast, uh. Then he had that attempt to be a guru that didn't work out. Then he made the podcast about, uh, like, whatever, the scribbling. Right. Then he tried another guru thing where he, well, he wrote a, he, he, he made a guide. Uh, well, no, then he had where he was trying to write the romanflets, the pamphlets, romantic pamphlets. Then he, uh, yeah, he had the seasonable way. Uh, it was uh, the Zen, the Zen, he didn't know what Zen was exactly. He just had a vague idea of Zenness, and he, he sat with that in peace. No, there's a, there's a joke there, but, uh, yeah, so he tried to write a, uh, he tried to form something based on be, being like a rice and beans and readily accept, but there was only like one or two metaphors in there. So that didn't work out either because the metaphors were be accepting uh, be open and let the outside things in- enrich you sometimes. Uh, uh, but, you know, in, you know, blandness, uh, blandness has its benefits sometimes, but not all. So, so I can't remember. It, uh, it, it did well uh, with, uh, oh, wait, no, it did well with the Scooter because uh, he said this actually helps me. When I get up, it was where it went wrong was like he tried to get a uh, what are those things called? A, a incantation where it's like be like beans. Uh, and he, he that was like the big day, the big pitch thing is he had hundreds of thousands of people around the world when he was going to introduce this program. And once he said, be like beans, everybody just started, get, they thought it was, he, he was, he didn't realize, you know, sometimes he's really funny and doesn't even realize it. And that became a big meme because, uh, be like beans is just, uh, you don't even know why you're laughing necessarily. Cause you say, well, does it have to do with the gas of the beans or just a ridiculousness of centering yourself and imagining you are a bean? Or is there some sort of absurdist thing? Because it's actually like being like a bean is a bit like being like a seed. Or does Scooter get his seeds and beans mixed up? Uh, I think, you know what? I slept great last night, honey. I don't know what Scooter was talking about. Did you hear any of that? Oh, you know what, dear? I thought he was was talking about uh, sweater vests on Cheedy. 
oh, maybe that was it. Maybe I, maybe I just uh, must have been a dream then. So that's ideally the breakfast conversation of a regular couple of listeners. And if you're new, give the podcast a few tries. See if it works for you. No pressure, though, to, for it to. I just hope it does because I truly believe you just deserve a good night's sleep. If it doesn't, check out sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. And uh, that's it. I'm, I'm glad you're here. I work very hard at your next drive because I want to help you fall asleep. Uh, and here's a couple ways we're able to keep this podcast free for everybody. All right, everybody, it's time to talk about The Good Place. We're going to be talking about season three, season four, episode three. And then later, we'll probably be talking about episode four. And that's just so you know that I can keep the episodes. Uh, last year, we had the sleep or the uh, Good Place to Sleep come out uh, every single week. And I took the listener feedback, you know, that said, uh, hey, I prefer it uh, every third episode. So, so I'm going to spread it out every third episode just because I got the feedback I got. It was like, hey, I, know I, I don't watch A Good Place. Or some people, you know, pick and choose their episodes. Some people listen to every episode. And it really is about the balance of uh, keeping, uh, you know, making sure I can make the podcast work. It can't work for everybody, right? But I, I can uh, tweak it in ways that works for most people. And I've been doing it for a while. Also, I know you maybe you maybe not listen to this if you're a TNG fan, uh, but yeah, we're kind of flip flopping back and forth with TNG. I know like uh, the TNG episodes just get like the Good Place episodes get actually a lot more listens uh, than our normal episodes. So hey, Good Place fans, and then our TNG episodes get like less listens than the majority of our uh, episodes. And uh, that's not really the main reason why I'm spreading them out. It's just because I'm trying to keep with these uh, seasonality of these uh, shows. Uh, but if you are a TNG super fan, uh, let me know, because I think I'm going to put the unreleased episodes out as an all-night episode for patrons at $10 and up a month. And I'll probably do that in October or early November. So if you're a TNG super fan, even if you, like, uh, if, if you... uh you know, like, I'm not trying to, like, uh, get, get anything out of you, but, like, you could actually just join for a month and then download that and then take off, too. You know, or you could support the podcast that puts you to sleep. But I will, yeah, I guess because I'm saying that, I will do that. So it'll be all of the recent TNG episodes and then the unreleased ones that'll come out uh, probably over, like, between the hot, when, when Good Places on break, uh, probably. Because I'm also looking at... Uh, another new show that's going to be launched in November. And I'm thinking about doing that as a, as a, it would be the something, something boring. Uh, so we'll see about that too. Uh, the man that's boring you, you know, that'll be probably the name of the episode. So anyway, let's get to the good place. So am I right? Or am I right? Like, uh, cause hopefully you're in bed. And maybe you're relaxing, maybe you're chillaxing, and that's the title of tonight's uh, episode of The Good Place. And I have to hit play on it here so I can follow along and mute it. And it opens with this happy couple picnicking, which I want to watch again with you here. Okay, oh, oh boy. Uh, actually, there's two shots. There's a wide, a really wide shot of uh, the town square type area. And this is good to pause. We got infinite light, your anticipated needs. And I guess these are the Janet babies. And they're kind of, I guess they are. This would be interesting to hear the production. Like, I, I can't, I mean, I can't, as much as I'd love to listen to the official Good Place podcast in season, I just can't do it because I'm afraid it'll, you know, it'll throw me off. And that's actually what happened with GOT is I did let myself listen to those GOT, some of the, not the official podcast, but a lot of GOT podcasts in season. And it did impact uh, my viewpoint of the show. But so on the wide shot, there's a lot of Janet babies walking around. What I was wondering is if uh, after they talk about the production or whatever, if these will be like almost like they're moving like Sims or something. Because certainly here, five seconds into the episode uh, on pause, uh, it looks like that. Then they go to a small, shorter shot, like of a of a man and a woman with picnic basket. Uh, let me see it again. Yeah, sorry, rewind. Let's see. There's the uh, yeah. They have a, what looks like a canvas picnic basket and a basket of flowers, and they're have they're engrossed in conversation. 
then we see Michael and uh, my mind just went blank. Holy moly. Uh, Eleanor, they're having, they're drinking from coffee cups. They're at a cafe table. There's a small flower centerpiece as they're chatting. It's on mute, so I get to it. Michael has a sky blue pocket square with polka dots. Uh, I don't know, is that a cardigan Eleanor's wearing? Michael's laughing. Now Eleanor's kind of laughing and thinking. Uh, Michael has kind of a gray suit on, a darker uh, blue tie. In a checkered shirt. I think that's a checked shirt. I don't know what you call it. I think his suit's also checked. Uh, oh boy. So Chidi rolls up, but Chidi must have a, uh, uh, like a squad because uh, as I'm watching Chidi roll up happy, I see in the background, if you pause it, uh, someone else that has a stack of uh, what else called discs uh, for, for frisbee golf. Uh, Kanish from a rose is where Chidi's walking in front of. He's got a, what are those kind of shirts called? I have this shirt, which I'll talk about when I go through my notes. What are they called? Weave shirts? So the kind you wear in the summer. Tweed or something like that. I can't remember what they're called, uh, but they're good. Oh no, I almost remembered it and now I forgot it again. They're good because they, they, uh, you can always, they can always be wrinkled and it doesn't, it looks good on Chidi. I bought the same shirt like this summer to wear to something, and then I said, uh, I'm not feeling it. But now that Chidi's got it on, maybe I'll be feeling it again. Chidi has a picnic basket as well. Uh, now he's walking off. Michael's uh, patting things. Now they're in the office. So let's go to the notes. Okay, happy couple with picnic basket. Eleanor and Michael. Oh, Eleanor had her Stan Smith's on. Uh, they use terminology off and running, Brent the asshole. Oh, and then Chidi talks, or Eleanor talks about Chidi had action figures of uh, philosophers, a near mint Arthur Schopenhauer. Uh, I love I love him so much. Chidi can do it. This is kind of what Michael says. He's so great uh, and kind of sad. Uh, what else? Uh, what the fork? And then that's when Chidi walks up super happy. Then I put, I have the same shirt, exclamation point. He also has a hat on. Not sure if that's what those hats that boy bands wear. What are those called again? Fedoras? And uh, what does that say? Uh, I don't know, but he's going to play frisbee golf. Uh, uh, Brent, he's in it for the long haul. Uh uh, he said, uh, you got a B minus in moral values at Princeton. Did I tell you I went to Princeton? Uh, uh, Ch- oh, Chidi's Frisbee or disc is blue. Uh, Brent decided he should be the uh, professor. Uh, then I think Eleanor says, isn't it Kant? I wouldn't say, uh, wouldn't Kant say you have a duty to help? And Chidi says, not when the weather's like this. Uh, who's up for Frisbee golf? He makes this kind of wild, happy laugh. Uh, I also couldn't tell if he had no socks on or ankle socks, either one of which doesn't seem, uh, like, uh, on point for him. Uh, then there's also a person with a basket of fruit in the background. Uh, Chidi also brags to his, his squad about his joke about, uh, whatever, uh, I forget when the weather's this good, uh, you know, whatever, this is what I'd say to Kant or whatever. Uh, then we're back at the office. I'll go through my notes now. Uh, uh, never seen Cheaty like this. Uh, Michael goes, he was uh, chillaxing. I just invented that word, Cheaty and relaxing combined. Uh, this because he's not being stressed. Uh, uh, like uh, stress decision makings where he's, uh, we got to put sand in the old clam to make a pearl. And Michael just says oyster, Eleanor. And then... Uh, he needs to be in a world of low-grade dread. And I said, low-grade dread? Uh, I'm in a world of uh, not, lo- like, dread, usually. I mean, that's just kind of how my lower operating system works. And Eleanor says, I can do that. I used to put, you know, we could put wet, uh, cat food in his guitar. Uh, chapter, oh, then it opens, chapter 42. So let's see if I missed anything here. Uh, Michael's talking to Eleanor. Uh, Eleanor's saying, you know, she's on her hands on her desk. And Michael's looking. Yeah, maybe we got to stress him out more. 
So this is just an office scene. Let's go. So then uh, Tahani's at a cafe. She's using an air screen. On her table at the cafe is like grapes, wine, brie, you know, that kind of stuff you'd have at a cafe, like a French-style one. Uh, Janet appears, she's dyed her hair because with pink streaks, because uh, she said that's what some of the things people do when they break up. Uh, also watched Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, which is kind of the same as the first. Uh, and Tahani says, uh, why, and then there's all these, did I mention this on another episode, all these make some art signs? Uh, I don't know if there's are just hidden there for, uh, but there's a big banner behind Tahani when it opens. Uh, uh, like, uh, and those are appear in the other, some of the other scenes and different things. Uh, oh, Mamma Mia is just, kind of, here we go again, it's kind of the same as the first. Uh, diving back into work, uh, we got to help John, we'll do it with a spa day. They kind of come up with that plan. Uh, crack the code 2014. Uh, John, oh, she says John wrote 11 articles about GG Hadid's, uh, a vacation, and then she he looked up something called a v- discount vacation package. Oh, whoa, I just didn't see this. You could pause it. Uh, John's website is gossiptoilet.com. How did I miss that? He actually makes a joke about it later. Uh, here's his things uh, eat, pray, barf, uh, Gigi's shishi retreat treat. Uh, I've had it up to here. Oh, no, she had didn't. Uh, uh, Gigi Burns Bali Wedding by Being There. Ruins, maybe. Ain't nothing but a G-string. Uh, Gigi Bears It All on Balinese Religious Holiday and Bali Legal. So that was lucky. Uh, that was, uh, that I didn't freeze it when I, when I other watch through. There's a, something called, I think we probably figured it out, Ponzu something. I, I, I can't remember what it is. That's another restaurant or something in the background. Uh, let's see, discount vacation package, she says. Uh, yeah, what is this Ponzu? I got question marks. Uh, exclusive, we're going to, she says, I'm going to, uh, so the rich and powerful are going to welcome him to exclusive world, uh, she says. Ponzu uh, something me, uh, celeb gossip, uh, open his pores, then his heart, exfoliate the dead skin cells of envy, and detoxify his soul. This is kind of their talk back and forth, uh, which is good writing. Uh, that was Janet, the second two. Spa Day, John's excited for Spa Day. He dances, kind of. Uh, he says, you know, this is paradise, but I still need this. Uh, and she goes, yeah, I got a re- recreation of Victoria Beckham's Posh Wash. Uh, John calls it the Posh Wash, I think. Uh, then we have Jason kind of staring at a, um, a fountain. And Michael and, uh, oh, wait, yeah, let me see a couple more things. Uh, no, yeah, Jason's staring in a fountain. Uh, we need your help, uh, they say to him, uh, Eleanor and Michael. He says, okay, hand me the jar. So there's a back and forth about that. Uh, metaphorical jar, yeah. Uh, then we're at the spa. Uh, back at the spa, they're drinking uh, fresh water from Oprah's uh, Hawaiian something and mushrooms from her bog. In a different place. Uh, I think her bog was in the Midwest. No, I think her bog was in Italy or something. In her waters from Hawaii. Can't believe I missed out on this. Uh, so good. Uh, bye to FOMO. And then uh, John says, the only thing that can make it better, this better was some hot goss. Uh, like hot gossip. Uh, so Tahani tells a story about Robbie Williams, Heidi Klum, and the remaining members of Fifth Harmony. Uh, at the Dolce & Gabbana Spring Show. And John says, hate him, loathe her, over them, cancel it. Uh, and then I think they skip it, and then they come back, and he says, wait, Natalie Portman really does do Scarlett Johansson stunts? Uh, and then Tahani pitches him on getting uh, an inner glow through the study of ethics, and he goes, uh, no, you stay crazy, girl, uh, which was funny. Then we go to Chidi's apartment, which looks like it's above, because there was an exterior shot 
And then uh, it looks like it was above uh, yogurt, yogurt, yogurt. Uh, so I don't know if his apartment is above there. Uh, he, he's fedora is parked on a table. He talks about how at the picnic there was helpful, cute ants. Uh, Eleanor and uh, Michael are there. And Eleanor says, just wait for the otter turndown service. Uh, and they say, geez, we need, Gianu needs some help. Uh, can you take him into your study group? Uh, and I think Chidi says, fun. And they say, he's having a hard time adjusting. Uh, and obviously, you have to help no matter what. Uh, and he says, I swear I'll treat him as if he was my own brother. And Eleanor says, geez, a promise from a strict Kantian is ironclad. Uh, goodbye. So they introduce him. And then he goes, yo, my name's, uh, this flashback to season one, he goes, yo, my name's Jason Mendoza. You got to get me out of here, homie. I'm a little bit uh, concerned. Uh, then there's an ad break. Uh, then they're back. They go, dude, Jason. Then it's like flash forward. Jason has his butthole in Jason, in, uh, in Chidi's library. He says, dude, uh. And then, you know, Chidi has a stomach ache. Uh, he goes, listen, man, no more meatball subs, uh, none of this other stuff. Uh, there's a knock-knock at the door. And uh, he says, hey, uh, which uh, uh, Eleanor and uh, uh, Michael. And they say, hey, how's it going? Uh, uh, he goes, she's uh, 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 and he goes, so, you, you know, things get going in there? He goes, yeah, dude, of course it's growing great. It's not like uh, a monk would do anything like shotgun cheese whiz. And, oh, oh uh, yeah, and he says, can you take him to the luau? He goes, I can't make it. And they go, really? And he goes, I can. Also, Eleanor and uh, Michael match in this scene. She has a golden sweater. He has a golden tie or like a mustard gold. Uh, what does that say? Wave. Uh, Oh, no, Luau. It looks like Wave in my handwriting, but it's Luau. There's some dancing, and uh, it's going good. Uh, Jahani's like, geez, the progress with John is uh, it's not going. We're not getting any progress, you know, and my hair might be too shiny and lustrous from all these uh, spa days. She's telling this to Janet. Janet's thoughtful. Uh, she says, every time I bring up ethics, he shuts me down. And Janice says, he was hardly a shrinking violet. Uh, why don't you be direct with him? And she's like, Tahani says, you're right. I shall go on the offense. Just like six of the eight Game of Thrones characters based on me. And I think, uh, Janice says, yeah. Uh, then Eleanor and Jason, uh, you're talking about it, and Jason says, "All I got to do is be myself, man." And he, you know, she causes uh, 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 uh some st double str double e double, you know, uh, stomach aches. They really have nice luau wear too. I mean, between the prints and the flowers and the, uh, uh, really well done. And then uh, even Jason says, maybe you need to ease off on him. Uh, and Eleanor says, well, how many Tums has he had? 20. And she goes, no, no, that's not enough. Uh, uh, and uh, we got to make him more miserable. He's Superman with a stomach ache. Uh, then Tahani goes to John. He says, hey, girl, how about that Little Mermaid spa treatment later? And then she says, perhaps I'd like to bend your ear uh, about some serious stuff. Uh, and uh, she says, she's all the stuff you wrote about me was kind of mean. Uh, and he goes, what is this, a fake friendship? And she goes, you have a chance to be a better person here. And uh, John gives her, a, like, a reality check. He goes, listen, uh, I lived in the real world. I had to work, like, 16 hours a day to build something. And then he says, spot, you got it, or something. Uh, and then he makes a flush, which I guess was, like, makes sense now that I know know the name of his blog you spot it you got it or something uh then eleanor does a welcome for the um what is that thing called luau uh, she goes we got an exciting activity magic lava stone whatever your heart or your soul most desires will come to be uh and matilda gets her pie, uh, childhood pet shell Stur turtlestein 
Uh, then Jason's ready to go. Chidi tries to hold him back. Uh, he goes, Jesus, I want my old motorcycle with Pamela Anderson airbrushed on the side. And uh, then he throws it. Uh, and, uh, you know, Chidi's like a monk that likes motorcycles. Uh, uh, with the face, and he goes, it wasn't her face. Uh, and then he, J- J- Jason throws his uh, stone, and Chidi says, "Oh, he threw it for me." Uh, but first, Michael goes, "An ex- sexually explicit motorcycle," and someone says, "Yay!" I think, "Oh, Chidi does like a fake yay." He goes, "Oh, it's mine. I love motorcycles." And Canadian TV actress Pamela Anderson. And he goes, I'll just drive this off. And then he has to slowly walk it off. Uh, then Eleanor and Michael are in the office. They call the magic ants uh, to bring champagne. Eleanor does. Uh, and Michael says, I think we did enough. Eleanor says, we can't stop. Uh, now, Chidi comes in. He says, can we talk? Uh, the ants are about to come in with the champagne. Michael goes, not now. Then the commercial and then she says, Jesus, I spent my whole life on earth knowing, not knowing what to do. And he's very torn. Uh, Michael says, you know, Chidi, sometimes, uh, it, or maybe Eleanor says this, adversity leads to growth. And, and on the other side, you're better for it. Uh, and he goes, yeah, he goes, yeah, I know morality and uh, moral dilemmas are my jam. But this feels uh, like I'm being punished somehow. Really mature. I mean, this writing is just so mature. Uh, I don't know what other words are uh, deep, uh, but deep in a, I don't know. You know what I mean if you're a fan of a good place. Uh, he goes, I know it's silly, but I'm worried I did something wrong. And then Eleanor tears up. Uh, and she goes, I made God cry. They says, stomach ache. Welcome back, old friend. Uh, then Tahani and Janet. Tahani's very mad about her conflict with John. I mean, he's one of the person who started a Twitter feud with J- J- Jacob Tremblay, Tremblay, somebody. Uh, and he thinks I have issues. I mean, the only person I can think of is this, like that one of those cute uh, child actors uh, or somebody. It's got to be somebody super nice or something. Uh, let's see. Even more direct, uh, I don't like the ways he's treating you. That's what Janet says. Uh, I don't appreciate it. Uh, he's jealous and miserable with no real friends. And then we think the light bulb goes off for Tahani there. Uh, then Eleanor's crying. Uh, she says, it's all my fault. I promised I would take care of you. Uh, and they say, don't worry. Uh, we, you know, we'll, we'll deal. No, no. Michael says, just don't worry, Chidi. We'll just eliminate any problems. Tell me what the problem is. Uh, we're all or nothing situation. He goes, I'll eliminate the problem. You tell me what it is and you can go back to your perfect life. Uh, because it's Jason. And then he goes, oh, it's a motorcycle. So Michael gets rid of the motorcycle, which Jason was looking at. He says, not again. And then Mike says, problem solved or Chidi does. Uh, then Tahani and John, uh, Tahani goes up to John because she realizes, oh, we were both miserable and alone. Uh, and John goes, round two, let's do this. Uh, and Tahani says, in 2007, Blake Lively had a party for Leo DiCaprio on Paul Allen's Maggie Yacht. Only the hundred most famous uh, oligarchs or something powerful, you know, you know, the best of the best could go. Even on that ship, that only 100 people could go, there was a VIP deck that was more restrictive. And then on the VIP deck, it was a VIP room where you needed a secret pin to get into. And she goes, I put in the pin, and I went there, and I was the only person there. And John, like uh, just like he was reviewing this podcast, said, that's a riveting story. Could you make it longer and sadder? And this was so tasty. She goes, the point, Tahani says, the point is, uh, if all you care about is the velvet rope, uh, you'll always be unhappy no matter what side you're on. And she goes, we're kind of proof of that, both of us. Uh, And then she says, I can start over. Can we start over? And then John says, I want to say something. And he gives a heartfelt apology because she's, I'm really sorry. uh, What I wrote, what I tweeted. 
the playbill at Wicked that I sent to you anonymously. And she goes, well, my bangs did make my ears look chunky. So, and then she goes, do you want to go for a walk? So they go off, kind of sweet. Uh, then we see Jason playing rock band guitar. And Chidi says, new plan, we're going to study ethics. Uh, and I said, good, man, you rule. You're the Pan- Pamela Anderson of uh, philo- motorcycle philosophy. Uh, and he goes, well, she's sorry about your motorcycle going bye-bye. And Jason says, that's just what motorcycles do. Uh, then we're back at the office, uh, and, and uh, Soul Squad minus Chidi's there. I say, okay, so Chidi said, uh, uh, how are you doing, uh, Eleanor? Uh, or first it's just Eleanor Michael. She says, that's still terrible. You know, I kind of liked to cheat you because I was mad at him, you know, for, for forgetting me, you know, sacrificing your relationship to save humanity. And uh, Michael says, Jesus, well, okay, that kind of makes sense, but I just don't hold, totally have a grip on human uh, emotional spectrum. You know, you're happy when you should be sad, you're angry when you should be happy, you're tweeting when you should be driving or texting. Uh, and he goes, listen, Eleanor, let yourself off the hook. You know, you were mad. Uh, he goes, get your shirt together. Uh, then Tahani and Jason come in. Tahani says, I win. Massive progress with John. Uh, let's see. They say, okay, well, we're glad you were able to connect. Uh, uh, they kind of talk about uh, getting uh, Jason. They say, bravo, Jason. He goes, it felt good to be. Uh, uh, brainy and have useness or something. I said, the great use of the word useness. Uh, and then they can, Eleanor says, geez, all four of these mofos are on the right path. Uh, what's next? Uh, and then we cut to a train track and there's a mystery guest uh, coming in a cloak uh, and a self-propelled train car. Uh, just in time for the next episode, which uh, we'll talk about right in a, just a, a second. All right, everybody, it's Scoots here We're talking about uh, season uh, four, episode five, uh, episode four. You're right, you're right, Brain. Correct. Uh, Tinker Taylor, uh, Zimon, uh, Zivon Spy, or, or I could say something else. Uh, and the episode opens, it says, uh, I think Eleanor says 30 seconds left. Uh, they're playing a game like Pictionary or Drawful, I think is what it's called when you play it on uh, uh, Jackbox. Probably wrong about that. Uh, Tahani's drawing, Jason's guessing. They're the, oh no, John's guessing. They're the yellow team. And they have retro T-shirts as a team T-shirt. Uh, they have V-neck collars with uh, arm stripes, and they're yellow. And it says John Tahani and Jian Yu. Uh, that's their team. Uh, it's a butterfly that uh, she's drawing. It's Mariah Carey's back butterfly John, tattoo, John figures out. Uh, then it lands on Jason, who's very amused. I just happened to pause it when he was looking at the butterfly. Uh, Tahani's in like a robe, uh, which I said, well, that looks comfy. Uh, like, especially cause they're out, it's the evening and they're out playing outside. It's totally sensible. And of course, what she rocks it, uh, she's, she's rocking in a chillaxing kind of way, but I found it very, I don't know. I noticed it. If you know what I'm saying, I don't I, like, I don't know how else to say it. Uh, so anyway, yeah, sorry, Scoots, I'm not following you. Are you saying that, uh, you found that, and I say, yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. I mean, just in a, a subtle way, I said, hmm. I mean, there's been a, it, I don't know, it just kind of seemed very human to me. And, and uh, like, more, yeah, I may said, well, regular Tahani, no, you know, oh, she's a man, oh, it's just a character on the show. Okay, thanks. Anyway, so back to the story. Uh, John did his college thesis on that back tattoo. Uh, and then Eleanor says, every picture has something to do with your life on Earth. It's kind of like an icebreaker so everybody knows how to get, get, to, know, get, to, to, get to know one another. Uh, Chidi's up next. They're on the Brent team. Chidi, Brent, and uh, Simone. Brent calls him Chippy. 
uh, oh, uh, what does that say? Chippy, you're, you're up. Maybe that says, I don't know. And then we see, like, there's, uh, if you really watch, there's chips, there's wine, there's popcorn. Uh, then she just says something like, how to start. Brent really goes off the rails and, uh, uh, Simone says, oh, God, no, 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 no. Uh, 30 seconds, Chidi. Uh, Simone says, is that a submarine? And Brent says, is this a broccoli with teeth? And then they start to get it. It's a horse with bow, a bow on its neck. Uh, and Simone says, is my childhood pony, Daisy? Uh, then Daisy comes to life, just like the butterfly did. But Chidi's drawn it in a very childlike uh, way, like better than I would have, I'll tell you that. But uh, say, oh, no, Daisy. Chidi says, uh, uh, what have I done? Brent says, you made a friggin' Frankenstein, my man. Uh, magic Pictionary over. Uh, Jason actually gets touched by the horse tongue. And they see, I think Eleanor says, all right, everybody go home to sleep. Uh, so I think that it's playing in the background, but I think that covers it. Chapter 43. Uh, then we're at Mindy's Fork Me. Uh, we should have cut Brent off. Uh, uh, Janet says nobody gets cut off. Uh, and then they kind of talk about, like, since last episode, they've been ice cold. Uh, but thing like past three weeks or something, uh, but they're getting better. Brent stopped saying daddy likes, uh, daddy like. Not, oh, when you push that kid on the swing, that was very daddy like. More like uh, daddy no likey, like he said uh, about golf. Uh, uh, Eleanor says something feels off. Uh, uh, Eleanor says something feels off. They say, okay, all right, let's brainstorm. Uh, let's stay up all night. We'll work on this. And Michael says, no, 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 we need a break. Uh, let's have a slumber party. And then the a magic a computer science screen comes up. It says, uh, under, uh, under unknown train arriving. Uh, so they go to the station Oh, also, I just noticed, uh, sorry, there's like a lot of good throw blankets on the um, sofas. That's the kind of thing you'd expect in the good place. Uh, a sofa with plenty of throw blankets uh, or whatever they're called. Oh, there's pizza boxes, too, during Pictionary. Okay, slumber party, unknown train arriving. They go to the station. There's someone in a cloak. Uh, they say, show yourself. It's Glenn. He kind of looked like a Java from Star Wars or Jawa. Yeah, I guess they're Jawas, not Javas. Uh, they say, what do you want, creep? Uh, he says, I'd like to speak to Eleanor alone. Eleanor says, no way, dude. Tell us all. Uh, he says, I don't think you should. And they say, yeah, just tell us. He goes, that's not Michael. It's a Vicky in a Michael suit. Uh, they go back to Mindy's. Uh, Glenn wants a hot glass of something that's not tea, but it rhymes with tea. Michael and Eleanor. Oh, Michael has a pink pocket, a square. Uh, Michael says, you know, believe me, he's lying. Uh, And Eleanor says, calm down, I trust you. But we got to make him think that I don't trust you. Michael says, I like the way you think, Shellstrop. Then he plays it up a little bit. uh, And Glenn says, why don't you just call the judge? So this is a complicated situation to resolve because there's no clear solution. Because uh, they can't start the judge because everybody get rebooted and they'd start over. Uh, Jason makes a great joke. He get, Eleanor throws him a caramel at that point. Uh, then they say, well, why would you help us? He says, I don't know. Uh, he goes, I don't know if I believe uh, that there's no such thing as redemption. And uh, Sean is really mean, uh, which Jason can kind of relate to. Uh, so then they say, what's the bad place plan then? Uh, he says, so chaos. Uh, uh, that's what the suit is for. Uh, and he goes, I help make the suit. Uh, then they show a scene in the bad place of the suit, Vicky testing the suit out. And she zips it up. They explain that you, you, whatever the way the suit was made, they have to wear it over their suit, human suit, over their demon essence or whatever. Michael dance, Vicky at Michael dances, says, this is pretty well made. It's, you know, I can feel the musty and the dangly. Uh, Sean likes it. 
uh, he, he says, oh, I even like the voice or in a way I don't like it. Kind of like people that review this podcast sometimes. Uh, uh, Glenn has doubts. Uh, he says, call the real Michael. Uh, then they go back. They say, Michael first says he lies. Uh, they say, we know you're lying. Uh, and they, Glenn says, why don't you just check the phone records? Yeah. Uh, uh, so then they say, Michael says, well, actually, they did call me. Uh, and they said, why'd you lie to us? Uh, then they go back again. They say, just call the judge. Uh, and uh, uh, Jason says, exactly what you want. Uh, exactly. Uh, then Eleanor says, let's go to separate rooms. I'm serious about this. Uh, like even for Michael, he says, oh, yeah, I'm playing along. She goes, no, 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 I am going to separate you till I figured this out. Uh, then we cut to commercial. There's a, then it says, uh, oh, Eleanor says, all right, buttheads, what do we do? This is Jason, uh, Tahani, and uh, Janet. Jason says, we got to trust Michael. Uh, uh, you know, and I say, okay, might be. And then uh, Tahani says, this is a classic Mary-Kate Olsen situation. Uh, Eleanor kind of sees both sides. You kind of, no, no helpful solution. They're in the bedroom upstairs, which is uh, Derek's there. Yeah, upstairs, Derek. Uh, when he plays upstairs, downstairs, Derek. Uh, he's in a white, white tuxedo with white on white tux, like. Uh, and Jason, you know, says, "Hit the road, Joker." He says, "I've I've been rebooted so many times. I've evolved past jealousy." And then there's a bunch of good jokes, and then he says, uh, have fun with the diaper life, uh, which is just funny the way he says it. Uh, Michael says, I am Michael. I did see the suit. Uh, he, You know, he told me, I think it was last season, he said, yeah, he would use it uh, to get to you guys. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, just to, you know, not make it... Uh, and then Eleanor says, Whiskey, were you lying when you said I was going to be a great leader? He goes, yeah, but that was like an inspirational lie. And then she goes, okay, so to recap, you lied, and then you lied again, and then uh, you lied when there was no reason to lie. Uh, why should we believe you? Uh, uh, any reasons other than your lies? Something like that. Uh, then she says, Janet, can you make a lie detector? Um uh, let's see what else happens. Under stress, uh, and Daisy, uh, get Glenn, uh, drunk, uh, uh, I'll try, I touched the dang diaper out, Michael calls from the other room, uh, yeah, then we're in Mindy's office, which I'm going to pause it when we get there, which is a few minutes, uh, so, like, right now, uh, uh Derek's just patted, uh, Jason's back, uh, now he's going to say, have fun with the diaper life. And, uh, it was like, in a, like it was, a, it actually has uh, wind chimes on it. Uh, and, uh, you get to see Mindy's bedroom. I think it's Mindy's bedroom, uh, which like, uh, kind of like the rest of Mindy's house, but probably some cool secrets tucked in there somewhere. Well, Michael's pocket square is red, like, what is that? Gingham or whatever it's called. Uh, he's just saying, come on, we, you know, uh. This is where they're going through the lies and stuff. Uh, some good acting, because uh, Tahani and Jason are just having to kind of look on and follow it, uh, which is always good when it's on mute, because you can kind of pay attention to that stuff. Uh, Eleanor's doing a lot of moving. Tahani's doing a lot of subtle nodding. Jason's pensively standing, uh, following along. And uh, saying, oh, yeah, you know, that's all, that was what that line was for. Uh, you know, now Eleanor's in disbelief as Michael stands and uh, kind of faces her. She stares him down. She breathes through her nose. Uh, and she says, okay, well, well, we'll figure all this out. As, you know, uh, even the parts that Scoots' handwriting can't read. I just saw some hand puppets. Uh, Derek's back in the room. Uh, Michael's mind is blown. Now this is where they're kind of trying to figure stuff out. Uh, is it uh, back with the Soul Squad? Well, should we get Glenn drunk? Can we make a lie detector? But you know, Janet's got a lot going on uh, under a lot of stress, as she says. Uh, 
Oh, and she's talking, oh, and Daisy means Daisy the Pony. I forgot about that part till now. So she was like, I had to deal with Daisy the Pony, too. Uh, so we got that going. Uh, it's like, uh, so she heads off to work on that. Michael yells, now we're going to go to Mindy's office at 1026 here. And I'm going to pause it. She has a sofa in her office. Glenn is sitting at her desk. On her desk is uh, some flowers. Uh, a, a gray desk blotter, a pink dish with three eggs, uh, very fancily uh, decorated, like, uh, I wouldn't say dyed eggs, but uh, something fancy. Then um, a, a crystal ball, but not like a crystal ball. It has facets to it, so some sort of glass ball. And then they, some like sort of like a piece of material that it seems like you'd hang a plant from. Uh, then behind to the right is uh, bookshelves, a globe, uh, something made of like uh, marble. And then something that looks like you'd bake bread in it or something, uh, a strange cabinet. Uh, and then on the left is like a strange painting uh, that uh, you'd see in a tourist office. It looks like New York City or Times Square. There's a... Uh, it's like a backlit, almost black light backlit painting, and Glenn's talking. So I just wanted to catch that. Uh, uh, just like Linda, when you uh, like, just like when you sent Linda, kind of Eleanor saying we busted him. He goes, no, 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 that was our plan. His name's Chris, uh, and we used him to do a switcheroo. Uh, uh, oh no, wait. First he says, oh no, no, wait. Chris, Chris and Sean. Uh, was celebrated, uh, and then the, uh, Jason says, "Is that what you want us to think?" Oh, he says, "Is that what you used to do a switcheroo?" I don't know. We're seeing everybody celebrate uh, right now. Uh, Glenn's kind of doesn't get it. Uh, uh, then they, they say, uh, "Let's just take the suit off." They go, "Oh no, no! You can only voluntarily take your suit off." Uh, Eleanor says, "So be it." Uh, so she says, "Michael, can take your suit off?" He goes, "I can't." Uh, I'm sorry. And uh, she goes, this is a really beautiful, uh, actually, uh, scene. I mean, we'll see what in the larger scope of the story. Uh, but he says, geez, I don't want to take, I don't want to show you what's really underneath. Uh, uh, you know, this is just something we all deal with. Uh, so I just think somehow talking about it in an open way makes it more subtle. I don't know. He, and then he says, you know, I'm a fire squid down deep. Uh, Jesus, that's dope. He goes, no, I'm 6,000 feet tall. I got tentacles, a long neck, and juice, so much juice. Uh, And Jesus says, I think I speak for everyone when I say I really have to see this. Uh, But, you know, he says, I don't want to, because you won't want to be friends with me. You'll never look at me the same way again. Uh, Because, you see, that's convenient that uh, you don't want to change. he says, I think he even says mortifying. Uh, more than that or mortifying than that, you'll never look at me the same way again. I won't be Michael. I'll be some uh, disgusting mass of tentacles. Uh, uh, you wouldn't want to be friends with just something like that. Uh, Jason says yes. Uh, he goes, yeah, keep saying that. Then Janet pops in. She's, she has a lie detector ready. Uh, so they say, okay, Glenn, real, no- oh, they say, Glenn, give us your real name. He says kind of his real name, uh, or as he starts to say it, he goes, oh, the name of my certificate is Glenn. And as he starts, he changes into a blue goo, blue goo, which weird is like Michael raises his hands at that point and everybody's covered in blue goo, but it goes to an ad. Then we come back from that. They say, don't worry, Glenn will slowly reform and go through the stages of being a demon. Uh, Larva slug, uh, uh, like a a teen, a a, a spooky tween, then a teen boy, uh, then a a ball of tongues, then a social media CEO. And they say, Jesus worked out perfectly. we're all good. And Ellen goes, no, we're not all good. I'm going for a walk to figure this out. So she goes for a walk. She comes across Chidi, who's on the sofa where they played a Pictionary drawing. Uh, 
And she goes, geez, are you okay? And she goes, yeah, yeah, I'm just uh, practicing uh, drawing, like, viable horses, you know, that aren't, uh, you know, uh, whatever, uh, uh, face of, uh, it's just funny. Uh, and she goes, you know, I know this mood of yours. And there's, like, a brief beat there where she says, you know, because I studied you or whatever. And she goes, this is time for you to take a break and get some food. Uh, then we cut back, and Janet, Janet is putting the Glen Goo into an aquarium. And she goes, well, I'm done. A steaming pile of Glen. Uh, Jason stands, uh, and he's holding a word search. Uh, and uh, he goes, she, she, he goes, you want some help uh, putting uh, things back together? He goes, just finish this. There's just a good word search joke. Uh, uh, but he, he basically says, she's like, I'm here for you, you know, uh, to talk. Uh, uh, and, uh, she goes, thanks, Jason. And then they have a big uh, hug. Uh, uh, but I guess I'd have to rewatch it again, uh, to see, yeah, I think, uh, well, anyway, yeah, then we go back to Chidi and Eleanor. There's a giant plate of nachos. You see, Eleanor says, she's nachos are like the number one human food. Uh, and he goes, really? And she goes, yeah, they're easy, salty, crunchy, cheesy. They get a little kick. Uh, the best human things. Chidi says, what about the Sistine Chapel? And she goes, you know, the, the, and then she goes, listen, man, don't stay up all night drawing horses. And he goes, I want to make the world a better, you know, I want to make things better. Uh, and she goes, making yourself miserable to ease the suffering of others is about the most cheaty thing you can do. And then she says, see you later. There's just a little weird echo coming up that I couldn't quite, uh, it threw me off, but, uh, cause she says the most cheaty thing you can do. Uh, then he says, do you want to take the rest of these nachos? She goes, yeah. So then she walks into Mindy's plate of nachos is now empty. And she goes, all right, here's where I'm at. Uh, uh, Michael, I don't know if I can trust you. Uh, I'm going to call the judge. Uh, you know, we won't have Cheedy uh, to to work, you know, but he will be back on her side again. And then they're like, well, starting over just sounds exhausting. And she goes, well, I have to start over. And, you know, because if Michael's, we, there's no way to figure out if Michael's real or not. And then, you know, if he's messing things up or not. Michael says, well, I have a better idea. I'll just goo myself. Uh, uh, that's the only way. Then I'll see you all in a few months. Uh, just get me in a container. And then he goes, take it sleazy. Uh, and he gets ready to do it. And then uh, Jason says, Michael, wait. And then he puts uh, furry handcuffs on Janet, uh, which is actually the place I worked when I sold Fuzzy Dice also sold those. Uh, so that's interesting. Then, uh, we, as soon as he puts the furry cuffs on Janet, she turns into bad Janet. She says, crud nuts. And then there's an ad. We come back. They say, geez, how'd you know? Uh, and, uh, Mike, he goes, Michael said, uh, there's nothing you could, he could say, you know, to make things right. Uh, and they say, what? And he goes, well, he goes, here's the thing I called Janet girl. And she never, she goes, she didn't say, not a girl. And they go, oh, wow. Uh, so then they ask Bad Janet, how'd you pull it off? She says, uh, well, we had two Bad Janets. So she goes, I distracted Janet and another Bad Janet. You know, oh, no, wait, when, uh, when, when Janet was putting Chris down, she goes, I marbleized Janet. Uh, and then the other Bad Janet pretended she was Janet. Uh, or she pretended she was Janet, whatever, you know, the other bad Janet helped. Uh, and had you fart knockers fooled till Glenn the traitor and Glenn bubbles. And they said, Jesus, bad Janets can't impersonate a good Janet. Uh, and she goes, well, Sean rebooted me 40 million times. Uh, and it says, oh, dip, uh, Jan Janet didn't dump me, Jason says. And they say, it all makes sense. Uh, and she goes, yeah, I was going to make Tahani give herself an asymmetrical haircut next. And then Michael says, you still didn't know, you don't know it's me. And uh, Eleanor says, your offer to sacrifice yourself is about the most Michael thing you can do. And then they say, well, where's the, bad, where's the good, real Janet? And they say, in the bad place. Uh, 
Uh, and then uh, Jason says, well, like, I can't deal with that. Uh, they say, what should we do? Uh, Jason says, well, Sean's a bully. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to get Janet back. Uh, I think he says dope. Uh, and then they say, what's the plan? Uh, uh, or no, he says, what's the plan? And then Michael Pats is back. Uh, he said, great plan. Uh, he goes, what's the plan? Uh, then we are at the train station, and this was an interesting scene. Uh, uh, they have a can of Glen. They have Glen in a like, water cooler can. Jason is suave AF. He's in a suit. His hair's combed. Uh, and uh, they say, geez, we'll just try to go down there. And, uh, and uh, um, Michael's in like a, what is that called, a trench coat. Uh, he goes, we'll just have to go down there and do our best. Uh, we'll just try our best. Uh, and then this was so cute. I mean, I don't know how else to phrase it except for cute writing. I mean, I don't mean in the negative way. I mean in the positive way. Michael says, let's go get our girl. And then Jason says, not a girl. And I mean, that really says they're, they're truly in love to me. And that was the end of the episode. So hope you enjoyed those. Uh, Here's some thank yous, and yeah, let me do what should I do with the covers on your feet? Okay, I got it. I'll, go, I'll take care of it like that. Okay, got it.